today with Catherine Ruinala. She had diabetes. You, know, you, t- you tell me if I'm doing, telling you this right. And you had lost your sight, having been in a diabetic coma, and you had family bring you in. She could not see. She had to be led around by the hand. And uh, I think she came twice. And the second time... You pray for me. God heal me. Yes, he opened her eyes. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is such an, it's, uh, that was an amazing message. So thank you for letting me pick on you. But I, you know that I know you're so beautiful. But you know, when we hear stories like this, we realize that nothing is impossible. The, medically, it was impossible to get that sight back. And look what the Lord did. Look what the Lord did. Hallelujah. Wonderful, wonderful Jesus. I was thinking today about, um, I was reminded of a, a little boy that we prayed for in um, Oklahoma just in August. And there was many, many people, thousands of people there. And this family got a hold of Tom. And Tom's a sweetheart. He's just, he can't resist anybody, especially kids. Like he loves little kids. And they said, do you think you could get Catherine to come and pray for our son or our grandson uh, he's three he was three years old and he was nonverbal, un, unable to speak didn't couldn't swallow food properly or autistic and um he said yeah sure come with me and so as i was finishing up it, they caught me and i just prayed for him just as we were going out of the building and the next week the next day actually we got the message and they sent us through an email to say that the next morning when this little boy woke up, they found him by the window singing about the train he could see outside of the window and speaking in sentences and eating solid food. Amazing, amazing God. You know, we live... We live in a world where people love just to you say, oh, there's no God, there's God. But I tell you, I have seen too much to, to ever go back. You know, our God, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. For me, it began, it's true, you can't go back, hey. <laughs> it's so true, I know James can't go back. <laughs> We tried to kill you so many times, and here he is. Praise the Lord. Astonishing, astonishing miracles. But I remember being in a meeting like this um, when I was uh, about 13. I'd had a series of operations on my forearm, and um, I'd been in a trampolining accident. I was competitive trampoliner, and I, I was just warming up for my first event at the state titles. And I came round and overbalanced and snapped both bones in my arm and they came through the skin and it was really bad break, blood everywhere. <laughs> the spotters around the thing actually screamed and freaked out. They didn't know what to do. And um, it was really bad. So several operations and um, the orthopedic surgeon said that um, the nerve to my thumb had been severed and I couldn't, didn't have full movement of my hand, but he said, really, you should be 
glad that that's all that happened. Had two metal pins put in inside the main two bones. And uh, so I was in a Ralph Wilkerson meeting. Um, I didn't know who Ralph Wilkerson was. He was an American. And I had done a letterbox drop to try and get people to come to his meeting. But that's all I knew about him. And so I was sitting up the back of this meeting with probably 2,000 people there. And he said, put your hand on the part of your body that needs healing. And so I, my arm was still in plaster. And I, so I put my hand on my thumb. And he just prayed a short prayer. And then he said, do something you couldn't do before. So I just went and started moving my thumb. I hit my mother. I went, Mom, look. Look at this. And when we went back to the orthopedic surgeon, he said, that's impossible. The nerve was severed. That's a miracle. So we sold the, the trampoline and bought a piano. Hallelujah. And I became a music teacher. Hallelujah. <laughs> But for me, it marked me. And whether it's a big thing or a little thing, God, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't asked us to preach the gospel with persuasive words of men's wisdom, but with demonstrations of the Spirit's power. People came because of the miracles. The scripture says, and I believe in this day and age where everybody's got so many ideas about so many things, what the world needs is they need to see him. And when you testify about what the Lord has done, they see it in your face. There is no argument because I can't argue against your own testimony. Hallelujah. I want to, some of you have heard this one before, but there's many of you here who haven't heard this one. I'm going to ask Kay, you come on up here. Kay had an amazing miracle. Give her a big hand. I'm putting her on the spot. Now, you had an amazing miracle. Tell them what happened to your ear and then what the Lord did. Can you tell them that? Oh, at the age of three, I got uh, measles and... Uh, um an abscess come up on my eardrum and burst and took the eardrum with it. And, um, and I had ongoing problems all over the years. And Did you lose your hearing at that age? Um, I don't know. I don't recall. How, how long has I, it? I was it before I you? I didn't lose hearing then. Um, it wasn't until later, I think, because I had operations on it when I was 12 and they tried to fix it up and it wasn't successful. And... Um, and then I had another operation on it when I was in my 30s and um, that wasn't successful neither. And they removed the hearing bone. Um, yes. Back in the 90s, it just all was shocking again. It was just discharging all the time and that. And they sent me to a specialist and he just said, oh, this is no good. And so he went in there and he just cleaned it all up and gave me a new ear canal because it had all gone crazy, bones growing everywhere and that. That's when I, I didn't have hearing then, you know. No, no, not in that ear. And then uh, he went into the inner ear and all the hearing bones had just turned to mush and so he removed all that stuff out and... Um, yeah, but he, got, he did do a new um, eardrum for me and, um, and that one took. 
happened? That eardrum took. It, it, it grew on there, yeah. So were you able to hear in that eardrum? Um, no. <laughs> but I just, it stopped all that discharge and that, okay. that from happening. But all the hearing bones were removed so you couldn't yeah. hear anything anymore? No, I couldn't hear at all on that ear. And then I, you came, I, I happened to see you on the Sunday and I, I found out for the first time that you had a completely deaf ear and I just briefly prayed for you and nothing happened. No. And then you found out we had a miracle meeting on the Friday and I said, fast and pray for a miracle. What happened then? Oh, (laughs) I got my miracle. (laughs) I I couldn't even reach Catherine before God hit me. It was, oh, I was... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) help here <laughs> and so you've come for something else now haven't you i can see you've got like a problem in your hand there arthritis is that right to the doctors today i have arthritis in the wrist and it's gets quite painful and that's the only thing that sort of stops me from moving my wrist <laughs> you've been, you been, been fasting and praying for this too yeah <laughs> Jesus, no more pain. Shabba, arthritis, go. Go, 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 go. Healing now. It free, 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 free. <laughs> free and yay. <laughs> That's happy. Leave her there. Just leave her there. Woo! Power of God. Healing, healing, healing. Shokef safe saying, you just <laughs> you just stay there. That's great, hey? I told you you don't have to wait. Thank you, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just leave it there. God's operating. That's fantastic. Praise the Lord. <laughs> more, 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 Lord. So, Karema, no trace of arthritis is allowed to come back in this body. In the name of Jesus, by his stripes, healing now. In the name of Jesus, every trace, leave her, go. Hey, be healed. Oh, healing now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. How great is our God. How great. Oh, we'll see. sandara Hey, 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 Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Well, you can turn with me if you want to. To the Song of Songs. We've been enjoying going through the Song of Songs at the Academy, and it's been so much fun. Hallelujah. And it says here, we're going to look at Song of Songs chapter 2. And this is the king speaking to the bride. That's us. It says here, Oh, my dove, verse 14, In the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the cliffs, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. For your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. You know, that's what God says about you, that your voice is sweet 
and your faith is lovely. Doesn't matter if you can sing or you can't sing, he thinks your voice is sweet. The sound of your voice, your words spoken to him. Further on, I was reading in chapter four, he says, you make my heart beat faster with one glance of your eyes. This is who God is. When we come to him and we're full of all sorts of stress and trouble and we say, Father, he's there going, I love the sound of your voice. Even if it's full of all sorts of requests and concerns and processing in your heart, he thinks your voice is so lovely. And you know, the Father, every time he looks at you, he gets more joy than any parents ever had over a child. You know, when my adult kids talk to me and they want to open their heart to me or tell me something, or when my big six-foot-whatever son comes and just looks at me and says, Mommy, and puts his arms around me, oh, I melt, I melt. Because it's like, oh, my children. But when you come to the Father... The sense of love that he has for you is beyond. It makes the love that a mother has for a child seem like rubbish. It's so rich and it's so intense. For God so loved you that he gave his only son that whoever would believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And he says, your voice to him is sweet. And your face is lovely. Hallelujah. How are you doing there? She's happy. Praise the Lord. You know, the, the Lord loves your voice, but the enemy would love to steal it. He'd love to silence it. He'd love to hijack it. But what the enemy has meant for evil, God wants to turn for your good. Hallelujah. I was thinking about this today and thinking about my voice is lovely to you and, and, and thinking about miracles and healings. And, you know, sometimes when they hear testimonies like this of healings and miracles, people immediately think, well, why didn't it happen for these other ones? And I've learned over the years not to ask the question of why, but instead to ask the question, who? Who are you? And to realize that all of the promises of God are yes and amen. And that his promises, they're not inevitabilities, but they are invitations requiring a faith response. And he wants to help you. He wants to give you the faith that you need to receive from him what he wants to do in your life. And I've learned that if I sow the pain, he comes and he gives double for my trouble. Hallelujah. I was thinking about this today and thinking back when I was just like 12 years old. And my mother had left home and we were left with um, other people. And I was sexually abused that night for the first time. And I, I, I was so scared that after it happened, I, I heard the neighbours coming home and I crept to the front door and I opened the door and I tried to scream. I tried to yell out to them 
<laughs> and no words had come out. I couldn't, I was so afraid I couldn't, couldn't make a noise. Have you ever been afraid like that where you can't actually scream? You're just so afraid. And the Lord reminded me of that today. And he said, now look what I've done. Your voice is now going all over the world on 200 different channels, four times a week. They're hearing the voice of God and the testimony of the redemption of Jesus. See, you have a choice to either remain a victim or to sow the pain and believe that God will give double for your trouble. And the goodness of God is that he doesn't, he doesn't treat you like you're broken. He looks at you and says, you are altogether lovely. You are flawless. You are flawless. You are altogether fair. Your face is lovely. Your voice is sweet. And this is the love that God has for us. That no matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, no matter what's happened to you, if you receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, and you say, here's my mess, here's my mess, and you receive from him beauty for ashes. If you give him your sin, he'll give you his righteousness. If you give him your shame, he'll give you double honor. You give him your pain and he brings freedom and healing. You bring him sickness and he brings miracles and health. Hallelujah. And you can exchange it in faith, believing that he is so faithful. Amen. Romans 8, 28. We know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. For our former shame, pain, and disgrace, Isaiah 61, 7, he will give you double recompense. Hallelujah. So how does this happen? You know, if the promises of God are invitations, how do we respond? Well, one of the key ways is using our voice. You can start by reminding yourself of what the Lord has done. Remember the goodness of the Lord. Feed on his faithfulness. And that's why it's good to keep a record and to recite it. I remember when. I remember when. I remember when God did that. And if you don't have any... Look up and find testimonies. You can, you can use Kay's testimony. You can use anyone's testimony and say, God, I remember when you did that. You did that and you are no respecter of persons. You can do it for me. Hallelujah. You can use your voice by intentionally calling those things that be not as though they are. Romans 4.17 God, who calls those things that be not as though they are. God wants you starting to declare his will and calling those things that be not as though they are. I had um, a time when I, I, was, had, I, was, I would preach, I would, I would worship lead, I would preach, and then I would um, 
prophesy over loud music for, and go for hours. And I developed a nodule on my vocal cord. And that's not good news for a singer. My, my range went from this to this. And I had this quaky voice and I had to see a specialist and they put things up through your nose and cameras and they go, ooh, you've got a nodule. You've got to go to speech therapy. I was like, oh, man. And for three months I had pain and this croaky voice. But, you know, I knew I'm preaching healing at the same time, only I wasn't even able to preach. I was having to get people in to preach for me because I couldn't sing, I couldn't preach. But I was, here was I, this one that was believing for miracles. And I, so I just began to call those things that be not as though they were. I'd wake up in the morning and I'd say, I have a beautiful singing voice and my voice is strong and clear. I have a beautiful singing voice. And it hurt to say it, but I did it every day. Three months later, I went to the specialist. It was gone. My voice was fully restored, and I've never had any trouble since. Hallelujah. Why didn't it happen immediately? Don't know. It doesn't matter. It happened. Hallelujah. We get so tangled up in the why, 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 doesn't matter. God got the glory and I got healed. Hallelujah. And you can cooperate with him too because where else are you going to go? He alone has the words of life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We can use our voice to pray and to ask. Now, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. Sometimes we're wishing and hoping and wanting, but we've never actually gone and eyeballed God ourselves and had a conversation with him about it. Your voice to him is lovely. He loves to hear your voice. And when you talk to him personally and say, Lord, will you heal me? And you wait for an answer. That's what conversations happen. You, you talk and you wait for an answer. Lord, will you heal me of this? I know what he's got to say. And when he says it to you, faith comes in your heart. And you go, ha, ha, yes, I know. Of course you know. It's written there in the word. But when he speaks his word to you personally and you realize yes god i'm not going through an academic exercise here i am relating to the one whose words are faithful and true he is the one and you've got it on the inside i know that i know that i know praise the lord i'm the healed of the lord hallelujah and you can decree it, you can, you can thank God for it, you can begin to speak it out. Sometimes we know these things, but we fail to do it. But the Holy Spirit wants to remind you, your voice is so special to him. If you'll use your voice and begin to speak it, begin to declare it, begin to decree it, begin to call it as though it is not, uh, th that which is not, as though it already is, you'll see the breakthrough. He tells us in Isaiah 54, 
Sing, O barren, you who have not born. For more will be the children of the barren woman than of, of, the, of the married woman. Enlarge the place of your tent. Get ready. And he gets her to build her anticipation in an expectation, declaring and singing as though she already has what's been promised before she's even got the first step of getting a husband. Maybe you're dreaming of being a mother or a father and you haven't even yet found the right person. Nothing to stop you declaring, I'm a happy mother of children or I'm a happy father of children and had a happy relationship. Hallelujah. You have not because you ask not. All my children are taught of the Lord and great is the peace of my children. My children are walking with the Lord. You can, whatever it is you're believing for, you begin to decree it, begin to declare it. And what you are doing as you are speaking is you are creating with your words. You are cooperating with the word of God. And by faith, you are engaging with the living power of the word of God to see a miracle come to pass. Hallelujah. Sing, O barren, you who have not born. Nothing is impossible for those who believe.